0: Cineboys to Cinemen, episode 22. 22.
1: 22. <laughs> On the way
0: to 50. Yep.
1: <laughs> Halfway to 50 exactly.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Hope you're well wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Mm. Uh this week, The Dial of Destiny. Yes. Indiana Jones. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, a, a curious artifact. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I see what you've done there. Thanks
1: mate. You've tied it into the 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 plot and the kind of themes yeah yeah set out by Spielberg in uh, 1981 with Raiders of the Lost Ark.
0: Yeah, I I have you know not been sleeping <laughs> yeah. coming up with jokes for this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, maybe just sort of flagellating myself, you know, because I haven't got any good ones and that was the only one. So, <laughs> yes, Mangold taking the reins from Steven Spielberg. Yeah. And um making a film that I think again we sort of mentioned in last week's episode that there'll be a lot of through, through lines to the flash in the sense of this pursuit of nostalgia yeah or yeah. as you said legacy films yeah this is like a symptom of the time mm. you know a, a nostalgia episode all the way back in was it episode 2 2 yeah, episode, yeah. fucking hell yeah, yeah. Uh, episode 2 um, we, we sort of talk about that quite a lot and it's a very common theme in our discussions mm. um, and I feel like um, this might pop up again a little bit more but again we'll try and sort of skirt around because we don't want to sort of retread um yeah. well walked earth mm. <laughs> um but you know it it's definitely a film that, that swings for that and again yeah. doesn't really hit it on that basis and doesn't really get the emotional connection it it, it
1: desperately craves no yeah I, uh, I think because of it yeah it it's it's a franchise that i i was f- became familiar with when I was sort of about nine or ten, they were on telly, I think, and we just taped them. And uh, my parents were just like, oh, you might like these. These are like classics. Said, oh, okay, yeah, I'll give them a watch. So I, I, I enjoyed them fine, and I gave them a once-over. But I, I never had a particular affinity for this franchise okay. anyway. Um, it, it's not like Star Wars in my mind anyway. like that. Okay. it's Although, obviously, it's by the same folks. It, it doesn't hold... The same amount of uh, of warmth as other franchises do. So it is interesting watching the legacy ones, the two legacy ones. So even I, I actually watched about half an hour of uh, Crystal Skull as well. Oh wow! In okay. Preparation because Brave I Man? Wanted, yeah, man. Like, <laughs> I, I just wanted to see what they were trying to tap into and what they failed to tap into with the last one. And then I wanted to see if Dial of Destiny did it a better job. Uh, I'll discuss it later, but yeah, curious.
0: Yeah. I I think uh, I'm sort of the same as you. I mean, I do love the original Indiana Jones films. Mm. Just a sucker for that Spielbergian charm, man. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. Had it been anyone else, I'm not sure if it had been pulled off quite as well, but you no, know, I, I am a big fan of the, f- the three films, not emphatic, and again, I think I sort of share that same curiosity as you around the nature of the legacy film mm. to something that I'm not necessarily as yeah attached to. So I think it should be an interesting discussion and it will lend itself to a discussion, I guess, around Spielberg, yeah, around man. the original films mm. and how The Dial of Destiny seeks to take its audience back to that time and feel feel those things mm. uh, in a modern age. Yes, nice. So let's do it.
1: Let's do it. Questing cinematically. <laughs>
0: Rightio. Righty o, righty ho. I just feel, I just feel like I have to sort of say that I basically said I love the films, but <laughs> then wasn't attached to the films. Yeah. I'm more attached to the Spielbergian yeah, charm yeah, no, than no. I am the films necessarily. Right. Okay. Um, a few more comments this week, lovely. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, I think we're getting the, you know, we're getting to grips with this social media
1: thing. I think we could uh, set up some meetings yeah. with uh, with some Silicon Valley chips <laughs> yeah chips silicon valley i can't think of the actual like adjective to describe people that work in tech one of those people will get a meeting set up it's gonna be yeah. amazing We'll make. then car. we'll just
0: book out the apollo for yeah. a Cineboys tour <laughs>
1: <laughs> just max out our credit cards
0: yeah, yeah. six or seven of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> do with kevin smith it just backfires yeah, yeah. um but yeah, no, some, some quite nice uh, comments, mostly uh, around the subject of Indiana Jones, which we'll save as as we're sort of going to try and do thread them through the discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but we had a question which is a bit broad, so I think we'll try and tackle it okay. a little bit, uh, from Dale, oh. who seems to be a regular commenter, so thank you, Dale. Hello, Dale, and thank you. Pretending that I don't know you that well, yeah, <laughs> which is yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Dale. Our TV series is the new movie, is his question.
1: Yeah, that's a really interesting question, because... It used to be the water cooler thing was all about movies like I mean you, you get the sort of people talking about soaps and I'm, I'm thinking now back into sort of late 90s, early 2000s, but you never got people talking about television as much as you do now mm-hmm. and now it's it's so much i mean the the production value of television has gone up massively it, yeah it's now equal to if not in some cases exceeding films so yes in that sense but they're never going to get the theatrical magic in my personal opinion. no i
0: i completely agree with you yeah. i think that i think film was always the big daddy wasn't it for a long time yeah, I think it, yeah it has the it has a sort of a richer history creatively speaking i think yeah yeah sure i think tv you know was always the cheaper
1: mm, of the yeah. two
0: to make, and I think that meant that a lot of the sort of you know that would obviously have an impact on production and the quality of productions, yeah. The quality, not necessarily the quality of the performers, because you get some great actors mm. in, in TV dramas, yeah, you know, yeah, long before the renaissance of television. Um, but I just think you know, if you wanted something that would have the slick mm. and the sort of artistic and creative freedom, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was film because I think TV was always sort of that was always hemmed back by maybe sort of um rules and regulations around broadcasting, etc.
1: Oh, completely, yeah, certainly in the United Kingdom. Yeah, yeah, um, not just
0: around creative decisions and thematic stuff, but also, like, you know, technical stuff. There's yeah, so much stuff yeah. you would know that far better than I do. But
1: Oh, my God, yeah, like, so everything used to be interlaced for a start, which, uh, if you try and play it on your television now, everything's progressive now. It looks shit. There's a thing called combing, which you'll you'll see in some old, old like, video footage. It, it basically... There's these kind of horrible stripes around everything, uh, and it's an absolute nightmare to fix as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can imagine. So yeah, from a broadcasting sta- standards point of view, you're going to be restricted. Like, I mean, you have uh, amazing filmmakers do some real fucking quality television. Like, I'm thinking the '90s, David Lynch with Twin Peaks. Yeah, yeah. And then more which recently, I still
0: haven't seen, which is terrible, isn't it?
1: Ah, uh, it's all right. It is. It's a tough pill to swallow, even if you like Lynch
0: and i've seen like quite a bit of i think the first season and i'm just yeah. so shit with tv and i never went back to it but i'm going to that's one thing when i set myself a target because there's some you can't say as a friend yeah we mentioned a few times has pointed yeah. out to me a few times you can't say you love lynch and not
1: watch oh yeah okay um, <laughs> it is great uh and very watchable and it's got a really unique um you know classic lynch it's got a very sort of unique atmosphere Um, You also have people like Fincher as well, doing some really great television, like Mindhunter, and he's involved in quite a lot of television at the moment. Yeah, and I think even before the
0: renaissance of television, there were directors who started out on TV and transitioned.
1: Yeah, yeah. Danny Boyle. Uh, Yeah. Spielberg, I think. uh, I think he did, Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Boyle did a couple of uh, episodes of Inspector Morse. There you go. <laughs> oh, I haven't actually seen them. My like, sacrilege, I know. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: idea is someone just messaged and said, you're not a Daniel <laughs> Boyle fan who <laughs> watches two directed episodes <laughs> of Inspector Morse. But no, yeah. I think um, it's a long answer for you there, Dale, but I think, I think it has... Undoubtedly gone through a renaissance. You know, mm. you think about maybe like the Sopranos was the first thing to kick it off. This idea of yeah breaking free from the shackles of what people expect from television. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And creating fantastic narratives. I mean, I'm notoriously bad with TV shows. So I'm perhaps not the best place to sort of mm. stick up for TV. Mm. But I think it would be tremendously arrogant not to accept its brilliance. Yeah. When in the right hands, with the right creative minds. Yeah, I think um, so. I think it's also been aided by the streaming. The streaming platform suits lots television a lot more than it suits movies oh yeah yeah. Um, I mean. so I think that's been to its benefit I think film there, it's more of an event a film I think historically mm. it's always been an event yeah and more so I think still now yeah than, than TV Um. that's not to say that TV can't be that and I'm sure there are examples where it has been but and maybe my, uh, my opinions a bit more rooted
1: in bias and that old-fashioned <laughs> sentiment, but no, there's a closed loop narratively as well with films, which I really find quite comforting. Yeah, uh, there's an a, an ending is so satisfying to me. Like, uh, even you know, <laughs> weirdly weird aside, Spider-Man three, right? <laughs> Not a good film, but I remember seeing it at a cinema, thinking. This is pretty bang average, and for some reason the ending got me, and I I bounded out of the cinema thinking that was fucking great. Like I love that, (laughs) but it's just just that there's something about a resolution that is really unique to film that I think television does ignore. And you know it's a problem because smack bang them in the middle of a narrative, a, a TV series you love dearly will be cancelled, and you'll never see the end of it. You'll never see yeah, the, the, that's the a, resolution. That's an
0: interesting point. I've not considered that.
1: Mm. Uh, yeah. And also, it's a good question relating back to Indiana Jones because they did quite a lot of TV series. They did like Young Indiana Jones. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's funny. I was thinking about that when mm. I was watching the film. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know if that's a good sign
0: necessarily. that I was thinking about a far. <laughs> worse products than the yeah, original yeah. films or indeed the 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 new film but uh no yeah so in to your question dale film in our eyes is still superior yeah so fuck tv no <laughs> no tv's definitely got its place although i think it has become almost a little bit you know the high concept good tv drama i think it's there's a sense of arrogance about tv already i think yeah, no, definitely. Um, but, you know, it's kind of earned, and it, yeah. there's still good stuff coming out. So yeah, I, yeah. yeah, So my, my plan is, if I ever get to retire, or survive to the age of retirement age, <laughs> uh, I will sit and make my way through all the TV shows I missed. Start with Twin Peaks.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Twin Peaks
0: I'm going to make an exception for, because okay. it's Lynch, and yeah, I need to yeah. stop being berated by people <laughs> on the basis of being a Lynch fan, which is completely acceptable, actually. Um. Nice. So, Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. For many, a sort of watershed moment culturally
1: yeah yeah definitely
0: i sort of said in the intro and in the beginning of this sort of discussion before we got sidetracked by dale's question um thanks dale (laughs) (laughs) no please do keep sending messages yeah yeah. you know that spielbergian charm is why i I love Mm. these films so much yeah no i think so what do you think constant what you know if
1: i was to say spielbergian charm yeah what do you think i mean uh unexpected not even twitter they're not twists just unexpected things happening unexpectedly. I know that's a really strange way to put it, but like Munich is filled filled with moments like that. He's so good at leading you, leading you down one path and then showing you something completely mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. Uh and in the case of Indiana Jones, it happens quite frequently with gags. So uh, you get, you know, in the in Raiders, you get that bit where the guy starts swinging his sword about. Oh yeah, him, and yeah. You, do, you expect a fight to happen, and you're gunning for a fight, and you'd be really, really happy with one. But then there's just a joke that comes out of nowhere, just bang, like he shoots him. Yeah. and I love that. And there's a, yeah. and again in the second one, yeah, in Temple of Doom, he's closing the plane door. Uh, so long, Lao Che. Closes the door. There it is. It's like Lao Che's. Uh, airplane company or something oh right okay it's like lao che freighters or i don't know and um yeah there's just uh, just something so he he deals with the unexpected so brilliantly whether that be for like you know for the purposes of humor or for the purposes of like dramatic unease that's where i think it comes from and um obviously you got the classic things about sort of father figures and uh Mm -hmm. coming a lot of Things of coming of age uh, as well, but yeah, that's where I think it, it comes from—the unexpected, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. What about you?
0: When I think about Spielbergian charm, <laughs> to me, it's like a child sense of childlike sense of wonderment towards the okay. subject matter. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's not the childlike sensibilities that mean that when you grow older, you lose the ability to connect to it. Okay. Or connect to them. Yeah. You grow with them.
1: Right. And it's a yeah, kind yeah. of
0: childlike wonder that actually it's within you your whole life. So That's sort of, that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. sort of boundless sort of enthusiasm for the unknown. The okay. boundless enthusiasm for adventure. Yeah, yeah. And sort of unlocking that part of yourself that that seldom is unlocked. I think mm. it's a really, really difficult thing to do to connect. Earnestly and genuinely with, the, with that childlike part of yourself that is residual, okay, that has been yeah. battered by the nine to five or Ron Seal. <laughs> 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 or do you know what I mean, though? Like, yeah, yeah. the banality of the modern world just has this ability to sort of like try and streamline you into this sort of individual that just plays by the same social conventions as everyone else, etc. etc. I'm not going to fucking harp on about oh, that. No, but I get it's what you a mean. a sociology yeah. podcast. Because, <laughs> and also, I have no idea what I'm talking about. But you know, like, the, the beauty of films like that. Uh, they can they can sort of tap into that part of you that is residual or in some cases for prolonged periods non-existent. Mm, okay, yeah, and it sort of resurrects this sort of excitement and enthusiasm for something. Yeah, yeah. and I think Spielberg, at his best, is when working in, the, in these sorts of parameters. Again, you talk about his working dramatic or hard hitting work, which he yeah. can absolutely do. Mm. But in terms of these kinds of adventure movies, I just don't think there's anyone that can sort of hit those heights and make you feel that way like him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's why you know what I said earlier in the intro. That's why these films are so good. I think in other hands, I'm not sure if these films would be as beloved. No, no. Um, I mean Harrison Ford's fantastic, and iconic, deservedly so in his own right. But I just think that Spielbergian charm is absolutely essential to these films, mm. and that connectivity to that childlike sense of wonder
1: exploration exploration yeah, just these yeah. sort of
0: tried and tested things you know these themes and ideas that have long enraptured children long before the internet and television you know Enid Blyton you know, or oh Edith yeah Blyton. yeah is it Edith Blyton or Enid
1: Blyton it's Enid Blyton, you know, yeah, it's yeah. Enid Blyton. I listened to Pocos recently do you know, I know what I mean? Mean, yeah, like, yeah. I mean I've never read
0: those books but like the impression I get from people that have told me about them when they used to read them when they were kids it was like this sense of wonderment about the world around them yeah it's enthusiasm to get out there mm. like, completely yeah you know, you know? and I just think that really speaks to that even though as a kid i wasn't sort of driven by that impulse i still would go out Mm. into sort of the sort of horrible woodlands in in the derbyshire area that had condoms dangling (laughs) from trees and stuff and i still had that sense of wonderment yeah yeah do you know what i mean like oh
1: man no i agree i completely agree and yeah and enie brighton's work actually sort of taps into the same what's condoms and trees (laughs) yeah yeah the condoms and trees isn't one of her books (laughs) her 30th novel yeah (laughs) 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 the condoms and trees of adventure uh no um (laughs) <laughs> no, I yeah, you're right. It is it's something that you do lose when you're an adult, I guess, because the world up, opens up to you more freely, and therefore that the sort of precious three hours you had after school where you were allowed to go into the woods and like kind of pretend you were a like a I don't know like an archer or something. You you do lose that, and it, it is retained in these films. It becomes completely. less acceptable to do that. I mean, if you're doing that in your 30s, people
0: are going to sort of probably. No yeah. one's going to go in the woods when you're yeah, around. Absolutely not. No. no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I just think you I sort of just you sort of just see it more and more like that streamlined adult existence and yeah. I think it's why these films are so special to so many people.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, he is the quintessential adventurer, isn't he? He's mm. sort of not one of the first. I mean, obviously Indiana Jones is very derivative of quite a lot of earlier work by uh, sort of serialized cartoons and stuff, I think yeah, I can't yeah. remember the exact uh, point. Like reference point, but um, yeah, no. There's uh, y- it makes you want to go out and look for artifacts and <laughs> get chased by uh, a big boulder or monkeys or whatever I don't know, <laughs> or eat a monkey brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, of course. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I think I think
0: that's yeah. I think I think that's what it is and what what certainly what draws me to those films. It's a similar hmm. thing with E.T. as well. You know, I mean, even though with E.T., I was actually terrified of him as a child to the point that (laughs) I couldn't even be in the same room as it being on. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, But I mean, as I've grown older, I've, you know, he's won me over. Spielberg has won that sort of childlike terror within me over. And now my relationship is positive. I'm oh, glad man. to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, finally,
1: I'm not as scared of ET as I was. Yeah, I'm yeah, that, <laughs> that was the
0: one thing I had to jump. That's the one thing I had to deal with in my life. Oh, that's my it. God, yeah, Everything yeah. else, fuck it. <laughs> Just get get over the ET fear, so I can sit and watch that film and appreciate it for for, that, for the same sorts of things. Yeah, if not yeah. slightly different. <laughs> favorite in Indiana Jones film?
1: Last Crusade. Yeah, yeah, okay. my that's my favorite. I I actually have. I've watched Temple of Doom a lot more for some reason. See, I quite like Temple of Doom. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's good. I think there's something about Last Crusade and the whole... The thing Spielberg do, does with father figure is sort of flipped on its head, and I quite like, I quite yeah. admire that about it. Yeah, because yeah. Because usually it's an absent father or kind of a troubling father figure. In this one, it's more of a sort of jovial, uh, oh, dad, what do you like kind of thing. I love that about that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a bit on the Hindenburg as well, which I thought was a really excellent action sequence. Or is it's an airship, anyway. Um, Temple of Doom is probably... It's the grimmest. Yeah, it's really dark. Like, I remember like, yeah.
0: re-watching it, not fairly recently, but recently enough to sort of... It was after a long period of time of not
1: seeing it, and then I oh, watched okay. it was like, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, got hearts getting ripped <laughs> yeah, out and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lucas and Spielberg went were both going through a divorce at the time which, oh maybe uh, that apparently that's why it's darker oh wow and they okay. acknowledged that in interviews they said like yeah sorry about that because it wasn't as warmly received as uh, no no two. no that tends to be the one that's sort of aside from the others yeah yeah, yeah. completely yeah. yeah but no I, I do like Temple of doom actually I actually think I prefer I think they get better as they go along personally because mm-hmm. um, I' re-watched um Raiders quite recently and I liked it but um I wasn't that bowled over by it on the whole like okay. I wasn't I wasn't like oh that was fucking brilliant but Temple of Doom is um, yeah there's some great stuff in that one uh, I remember a bit with the bats going overhead and yeah. it's a prequel isn't it yeah oh. I think it's a prequel oh okay because the love interest is different oh shit yeah <laughs> man
0: this is the kind of stuff we should research <laughs> before that, <is> it? <laughs> I might
1: be completely wrong by the way I don't know yeah Sorry. I definitely should have known that <laughs> <laughs> It's not uh, obviously, a prequel. Like it, no, true. It, it exists on its own terms. So. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I think you sort of talk about the action sequences as well. I think that's sort of part, essential to that Spielbergian charm is that Spielbergian dynamism. Yeah, yeah. Memorable you know? action sequences. He's just so good at those. He just oh, God, pumped them yeah. out. With a plom mm-hmm. in that trilogy, right? There's just so many good ones.
1: I mean, yeah, you can, you know, you've got the airship bit, you've got the the stunt where he goes under the truck, mm-hmm. which is like all practically done and looks amazing. The one that really, really stands out to me is uh, actually there's two in Temple of Doom: the um, the minecart sequence, oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and the bit where they're on that dinghy going down the um going down the mountain off yeah, the plane yeah. explodes yeah. and then having like a chat in the yeah it was quite good um yeah yeah fantastic action sequence is really unique really memorable and they lost that in uh, in the fourth one it didn't really have much crystal yeah skull skull of the crystal plumage <laughs> 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 yeah
0: uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I fucking hell I mean, it probably would have been it again to to the betterment of the podcast if I'd watched it, but I just can't do that again. I remember thinking it was pretty shit. Aliens, right?
1: Yeah, there's aliens at the end. I think uh, in the context of Dial of Destiny uh, and the suspension of disbelief that this franchise plays with, uh, I just think it. There's something about it which I don't. I don't think it pulls it off all that well. Um, no, yeah,
0: I agree. Anyway. I think as well, given that. Uh, the the sort of I guess the key sort of themes and idea for me anyway thematically speaking about like Indiana Jones films is you know not only having that child sense of wonderment but directing it at our history mm, yeah. ancient history and how amazing yeah. and fascinating it is and, and the pursuit of knowledge mm, and finding yeah. out more and allowing that knowledge to not only frame our, 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 our past but to use that to frame our future. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the sort of strong through lines throughout the throughout the uh, franchise, I think. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny that Crystal School defaults to aliens. And not that aliens aren't interesting or anything, like or oh, the concept of aliens coming isn't interesting, but I think it sort of undermines that idea. It almost entertains this idea of conspiratorial stuff and conspiracy yeah. theories which almost becomes it's almost like especially in the modern age more palatable to people than like our history Mm, yeah and i often feel like like particularly in the new in this in dial of destiny which i'll talk about a little bit more in this context um it's just like a way of saying, no, no, you know, like how are you not fascinated by what's going on? What, yeah. what, what has gone on before us? There's mm. so much that we don't know. Yeah. Uh, and there's so much we do know and the pursuit of that and the finding of that. Isn't that not exciting enough for you guys? And why yeah. do you have to keep looking at the fucking sky and thinking about aliens all the time? And Yeah, and, no. Uh, and, and the conspiracy theories that come with that. Again, mm. I'm not blaming people that are interested in aliens. I just think it's, that to me feels like an interesting theme. And I'd sort of forgotten about that in the context of Crystal School and it almost feels like The Die of Destiny is trying to like do away with that
1: yeah largely yeah yeah um, there's there's something about Crystal Skull like you say that, that even though all three of the previous films have kind of an element of the supernatural in them yeah there's something about them being rooted in the history it's really in sort of theology isn't it yeah it's, like, it's yeah. like the
0: most sort of it's rooted in that theology it's rooted in you know stories that are mm. sort of, I guess, sort of interwoven in the fabric of human history. Yeah. Obviously, Spielberg, you know, dials up to eleven for you know that again that intrigue, that yeah. fun, that sense of enjoyment which you need to have that is so intrinsically important to the to, to the Indiana Jones films. But yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think it, it has some semblance of a basis in humanity mm. in a way that works, which Christopher School doesn't have.
1: Yeah. Going back to what I was saying about suspension of disbelief, actually, even the first three play with it a little bit too much for me, and that might be what kept me from enjoying them a hundred percent, like and kind of having them root deeply rooted in my childhood. Like, I, there's just something about how most of the plot line of an Indiana Jones film is quite realistic, right? And that's helped by I think the stunts and like the way the story plays out. And at the end, there's like magic happens. I don't know. There's something that. that I actually think The Mummy did it better. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know. I know, guys. <laughs> oh, wow, that's a big
0: yeah. I like this. But it, for a, yeah, it a just for a big swing.
1: <laughs> but it introduced the supernatural element earlier, early doors. So you knew what you were in for and you had time to suspend your disbelief. And Indiana Jones, I don't think it does it. Because like, there's the bit at the end of uh, Raiders where the guy's face melts off. Oh, excellent practical effect, by the way. But... um. Yeah, it it kind of takes a bit of a left turn, and I was just like, "What? <laughs> okay, all right." So there's um, right magic's happening, cool. And and you've ended it, right? Okay, fine. Bizarre. Don't know. Don't know if it needs it. I think the 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 hunt for artifacts is exciting enough for me. Anyway, don't know. Unpopular opinion, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: there's interesting, uh, interesting take from it. I, I quite like the descent into that, um, because it's still, like I said, it still feels somewhat. As I said before, interwoven into our own human history. Yeah. yeah. And it sort of adds that thrill. But okay. I think yeah. Spielberg is so good at sort of drip feeding and then sort of I think you're right in the sense that he doesn't necessarily suggest that these things are gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. what you said earlier, I think about him taking left turns. Yeah, yeah. I think that just sort of works for me. But oh, I can understand where coming so. yeah. from. I need to rewatch the mummy. I've not yeah. seen that for a very long time. Yeah, I, I quite like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I seem <laughs> to remember fun. having quite a lot of reverence for it growing up, and I'd be interested to know how I feel about it now.
1: Yeah, heavily influenced by Indiana Jones. Like, no questions asked. Oh, like, of course. I yeah. mean, like, um, Brendan Fraser's character. Uh, He's a pound shot yeah, yeah general, pretty much he? yeah yeah i mean i, mean, I don't know he's not that bad in
0: the film he's pretty likeable actually but yeah like, yeah he's good i remember <laughs> anyway from sort of trying to cast my mind back to that 10 year old 12 year old whatever old but kid <laughs> mind of mine <laughs> Um, should we have a, look, a little ramble on the new one then yeah a discussion, a little... sorry a little discussion on the new one yeah let's uh, let's um, delve deep in a similar vein to Flash really I think I came out of it after a, yeah, I needed a few minutes to actually sort of process what I'd seen yeah and yeah. not necessarily because of the special effects although in the opening they're deployed to
1: pretty naff effect actually yeah inter- I thought they were better than Flash oh god yeah they yeah, seemed yeah. Like, like I was saying uh, last week uh, it's it. they seemed signed off like they seemed like there was some consideration uh, the problem is uh, cinema screens are quite big so you can tell like you look into yeah. Harrison, Harrison Ford's Digi-Double's eyes and you're like mm. you especially you when, the, when he's
0: then in action sequences I mean the first yeah. bit of the first film I did think to myself, because obviously the first part of the first film is set when he's younger, it's still during the it's at the closing stages of the Second World War. Yeah. So a yeah. lot of the um the, the original trilogy is set during the Second World War's Nazis feature pretty heavily. Mm. Um <laughs> but you know it's um to me I just thought, why have that in there? Yeah. It didn't seem like I know that there's a sort of like a reliance on that technology to make these things work, but I think if mm. you think about something like um The Irishman Oh For example, yeah, yeah. yeah. That you also use that de aging technology. It'll only get you so far. Yeah, and I think there's still a way to go until it can be really convincingly used. Mm. I don't think it should be used at all, personally.
1: No, recast.
0: I mean, just recast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I I just don't understand why that was so essential to the story to have that in. I know it was all about you know establishing the sort of you know, the connection between um, the hero and the villain. Yeah. The artifact yeah. that is the, obviously the driving force of the movie, the dial of destiny itself. Mm. But I think they could have done that in a, in a cleverer way and not yeah. had to rely on that technology because to me, it just sort of, it, it set the film up on a, on a dodgy path before it even really started.
1: Yeah. It felt like a showcase for technology that like you say is still uh, in its infancy and, um, Even to the point that uh, that Indiana Jones, young Indiana Jones, or not young as in the TV show, but Harrison Ford in 1944, is revealed literally by pulling a a bag off off Mm. his head, and and you're meant to go, (gasps) and instead you're like, oh, oh, all right. (laughs) (laughs) A bit waxy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, not a good start. I agree. Um, I didn't find the action sequence itself to be a problem. Like, I liked what they did with the whole, I like a good train. Uh, Chase, oh yeah it's, it's bread and but, butter, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but um, definitely not needed. Could have been explained in, in a quick kind of ex, expository conversation, perhaps instead. Yeah, or they, they kind of just yeah, like a bit with totally... set it in the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what exactly. I mean, like yeah, yeah. I don't
0: really, you know, it, it just seems strange to to sort of rely so heavily on that technology. Mm, yeah, and um, when you probably could have just done something a little bit different. Yeah. Um it also just speaks to this idea of of the nature of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a sort of a visual to me. It's like just just an immediate visual metaphor for how sort of toxic and weird it can be.
1: Yeah. That yeah. You've got
0: this sort of like older Harrison Ford playing his iconic character He's had to be de-aged in order to try and sort of garner some sort of enthusiasm Mm. and to reconnect with the audience that love him so much. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's something inherently a bit ghastly about that. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I was thinking that as I was watching it, and maybe I'm thinking a little bit too much about it, and maybe I'm sort of ragging on that technology a little bit too hard, but I think it only ever seems to be used as a way to sort of cheaply try and recapture former glory.
1: Mm. Particularly oh, yeah. in this case. And I yeah. just think
0: it, I don't know, like it adds like a, a, an additional sort of layer of discomfort, which I really didn't appreciate or enjoy. Yeah. When I'm supposed to be enjoying these sort of action sequences, which as you said, were sort of competently put together mm. in the spirit of Spielberg. Yeah. Because that's a big theme. Yeah. You know, this is made, it's directed by James Mangold. Mm. A solid director. Yeah, yeah. You know, a guy that's, you know, he's, 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 He's worked in big franchises. He worked, you know, Wolverine. Yeah. Which, you know, the first half you could say is okay. He did Logan, which was a real sort of departure from that superhero narrative style, relying mm. more on um, the sort of influence of other genres and ideas. Yeah. For large parts of the movie. Yeah. Um,
1: Love Logan. Yeah, well, I, great.
0: yeah, I like Logan. I mean, I, I really liked it after I'd saw it. I've seen it a couple of times since and my I've gone slightly water- colder on it. Okay. Uh, but I still like the movie and mm. I still appreciate what it tried to do
1: and then yeah. of course he made Le Mans 66 slash Ford V Ferrari depending on what territory you're listening to this <laughs> uh, yeah
0: which is a very well made movie yeah yeah um you know it's not it doesn't reinvent the wheel no he did 310
1: to humor as well actually yeah, forgot well, about like that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: sorry i'm just for some reason i decided to start <laughs> start with the wolverine from wolverine yeah uh
1: walk did the the I- line? yeah walk the line identity with john cusack quite a decent thriller so, so this is a
0: guy that's solid. He's a solid pair of hands. He's had some good he's had some solid moments as a genre filmmaker or as someone that's sort of, you know, he he's good at handling material and making something that feels familiar, engaging.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and you can see there's something uh <laughs> there's something slightly Mangoldian about that about his films, right? Like there's Ooh. an equivalent there. And and actually I did think it it bled into Indiana Jones a little bit. Like there was moments in it where I was like the way this is shot and the way this feels is a little bit like Logan. Like, just in some of the action sequences. You know, yeah. And the, the kind of colour palette and the way his ca- kind of camera angles are. I admire him for not sticking religiously to what Spielberg was doing before. He did try and put his own stamp on it despite the fact he's got like a kind of... He's standing on the shoulder of, like, a mm. giant... Yeah. But he held his own for some of it and I admired that about this film actually um I don't know what you I don't know if you kind of got the same vibe oh, from yeah it. I
0: do I, I still think at points it felt like a sort of like outsider's approximation of that Spielbergian charm that we've sort of waxed lyrical about already yeah okay but yeah. I my I think I agree with you at least on the visual sense that mm. he was relying on himself and his own sort of
1: yeah he's got his own instincts yeah his own yeah.
0: instincts which i think is a brave thing to do but I think you know, you've been given the chance to direct this, and you should be allowed to do that, right? I mean, mm. surely.
1: Yeah, yeah, they clearly trust him. But apparently, if- yeah, he, he apparently he said no to the first screenplays. Like, if you want me to do this, give me another year. Apparently, which is interesting because they wanted they wanted him to start it in. In 25 days, and he was like, Absolutely not. <laughs> like, are you insane? So, I think they tried to do a bit of a Warner Brothers on him, and he was like, No, this needs to be polished. So, he at least, you know, he's got a bit of a backbone about him in that regard as well. Uh, apparently, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. No, I, I, I think that's commendable um, because you are standing in the shadow of, uh, you know, an, an industry great and, yeah, it, arguably one of his greatest properties. Oh completely. Um yeah. and you know, he, he has the bravery to at least stick to his own sort of creative impulses and, and, and the things that have made him a successful filmmaker in his own right. And I think mm. that is definitely something that is commendable. Yeah. Um but I still just couldn't shake this idea that in parts it did feel like a sort of poor approximation of what Spielberg yeah. had done. I think that's maybe more thematic, the more thematic stuff. Than the yep. sort of the, the that sort of um sort of more dynamic
1: sequences the action sequences in the film. Yeah, yeah. I it didn't have as many gags as either. No. Uh, it, was, it did lack that and I was I was going I was hoping that they were going to surprise me with some of those. Yeah, I, I think also I wasn't actually that enamored with Harrison Ford's performance either. I thought he he tr- was trying but he was kind of just fine in it. Like he, he it, if he if you put him alongside um han Solo in the force awakens i don't know if i'll be able to tell the difference really do you know what i mean or
0: yes (laughs) thinking about it because i originally i mean in my letterboxd review i was actually quite positive about him but i think maybe that's because he's just sort of like by association he's the, the mask is on Right, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's pretty like, oh, I'm I'm Indiana Jones. The, yeah. the hat goes on. He doesn't necessarily need to do a lot of actual acting himself. He can just wear the get up. Mm. And, okay. And, yeah. and he can sort of just carry it. And I yeah. sort of see what you mean. Yeah. I also felt the same about him in Blade Runner 2049. Now I think about it.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's just sort of being himself a little bit. Uh, I don't. It's not like he's not trying. Like he's clearly, I mean, apparently sort of trained for the role and stuff and kind of got into shape or is. As into shape as you can be when you're 80. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But there's something about it. Maybe I need to watch it again. But um, I, I wasn't that enamored with, with him. And there's a
0: couple of, of the sort of quieter scenes in the film. I think he showed that side a bit more.
1: Oh, yeah. There's a scene on a boat actually really impressed me. Do yeah, you know which bit yeah. I meant? Yeah. When he was yeah. talking about his son.
0: His son who signs up and dies, I assume, Vietnam. Yeah. I assume. Yeah,
1: I think so. Um, and that was an interesting way to deal with the whole Shia LaBeouf thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um Matt Williams in the. Uh, I'd Kind of thought they dealt with that quite gracefully. Like, I like that was quite a genuine, like, emotional moment in, in that film when he was talking to Phoebe Waller Bridge's character on that on the boat about his what he's what's happened with this his life in the interim. Although, by and large, I actually didn't like how they dealt with you know, they do that thing, uh, the washed up version, yeah. that has to become the old version again, you know, yeah, like, like, yeah. that is, um. That, that annoys me like... it
0: sort of undercuts a lot of the growth of the character in the original films doesn't it when yeah, yeah. immediately all of a sudden they're a washout
1: mm, yeah. and
0: they're sort of etching out this lonely dusty life and they need to get back in the game to realise all the things that they'd sort of forgotten about themselves yeah it's, it's a, it's a, it's a well used trope particularly legacy
1: films oh that could that, yeah took the, the words out of my mouth <laughs> oh, completely sorry, yeah no <laughs> No, literally that was like almost exactly what I would uh, what I kind of had to say about that, yeah, the legacy film and the idea that, you know, they kinda of poke fun of it a little bit in f- films like The Meg. Yeah where it's like, I don't do this anymore kind of thing. Yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. It's that it's that thing and they do it here not very well. Um the only time where they deal with it quite well is like I say on that scene on the boat which took took me by surprise, uh, and kind of gave a some genuine reasons why he might be slightly dissatisfied and uh, have a slight alcohol problem as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they tried to
0: drag him into the shade a little bit more, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they just sort of, you know, they just have a scene of him putting a bit of Booze and his coffee, and it's like, oh, he's in the, he's on the ropes. Yeah, Do you know what yeah. just like a really sort of quick, cheap, start, like narrative device, yeah. or visual <laughs> device, just
1: to sort of go, oh, yeah.
0: Harrison's on the ropes. Yeah. And Boy.
1: yeah he can still ride a horse through New York. Yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: No amount of Irish coffees can prevent him from <laughs> yeah. battling a Nazi. He wants to um, go back in time and win the war. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which again, course, yeah. sort of felt bizarrely familiar, even though I can't think of any reasons why. But I kind of liked that. I kind of liked that there was this sort of throwback to an old enemy, you know, in Nazism. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I like the Nazis in it. I don't like the Nazis. (laughs) (laughs) I I like the Nazis in it, and I was disappointed they lost. That's what Ben's (laughs) got in his notes. I've just seen them. (laughs) So <laughs> the words out of my mouth, All right? No, um, yeah, I, I enjoy them as a, a, an adversary. I think uh, that's sort of a. It's fitting, isn't it? I mean, yeah, there's no, yeah. there's few things more satisfying
0: in sort of mainstream, you know, cinema than seeing Harrison Ford kick the shit out of a Nazi. Yeah, yeah, that's, absolutely.
1: That's, you know, what yeah, what yeah, more if, do you want? If you want disposable enemies. They're they're the the ones to go for, right? Yeah, yeah, almost <laughs> Univer- yeah. almost universally hated group of individuals. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I think um, sort of going back to that sort of idea of the thrill of archaeology, the thrill of discovery, the thrill of history. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's particularly interesting now when we consider it in the context of The Crystal Skull, as we mentioned earlier, about the sort of thing about aliens and the rise of the conspiracy theory. Mm. I couldn't shake this idea that throughout the film it was a really overt sort of like, fuck you to this idea of conspiracy theories.
1: Okay, yeah. You yeah. know,
0: this idea that, you know, like, actually, you know, human history is pretty fucking amazing. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. necessarily have to include people that can levitate rocks and, a, <laughs> and, a, and a, a super intelligent human civilization. Yeah, yeah. And all this sort of stuff it could actually just be really impressive feats of ingenuity Mm. uh, then, you know? Yeah, okay. Um, I don't know, I couldn't shake that thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm sort of superimposing my own sort of thoughts onto that about it, but I just think that's always been such a consistent theme, as I said earlier, about this nature of being so, just being excited about what's not been discovered yet about us. Mm, Okay, yeah, yeah. And almost sort of this reliance on expertise and... Opposed to sort of people, opposed to like people who who claim expertise but don't actually have, yeah, the they're... sort of the, the position in the field to to actually justify what they're saying. Yeah, know? yeah. Because we very much do live in the era of the conspiracy theory, and it feels like they're rife in the discussions about history.
1: Oh man, yeah, and, and these may
0: very well might end up being right, but so far it doesn't seem that way. No, but yet so many people feel so strongly that they are. Yeah, and um, I just think it was really interesting that the film I felt was sort of tackling that idea and just saying, you no, know, leave it to mm. people like Indiana Jones. I don't think many archaeologists are like Indiana Jones. Uh, I think a lot of them would want to be like Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. Not to rag an archaeologists, I, I have a deep respect for, for, the, for the profession. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but no, I just thought that was an interesting to talk about. Yeah, yeah. No, they did explore that. I think the the bit where he's in the classroom. And everyone's looking a bit bored. Uh, yeah. And then he gets stimulated again by uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Uh, I think it's called Helen. Uh, Helen in in the... Is it Helen? Fuck, I, I know remember. they call Wombat, don't they? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the sort
0: of nickname she had as a child.
1: <laughs> that's right, yeah. Well, she she kind of uh, starts talking about Archimedes, and you can see his face light up, and you can see him kind of, yeah, you know, b- become really, really sort of enthusiastic about that. And and this is your hero, right? This is the person you're following. And yeah, like, that is that should be enough. Like yeah the, yeah and the moon landing comes in
0: oh yeah it does so yeah, that, again yeah. i think that's where i started to get this idea was like this idea of like everyone's always looking up mm. or thinking about the next big thing or sort of becoming enamored with conspiracy theories yeah aka
1: okay, we didn't land on the moon whereas this is like yeah it's yeah. quite a big plot point isn't it yeah it's why everyone it was why there's that parade it's why he's getting irritated by those sort of 20 somethings having a party it's yeah like, it's moon yeah. day man like yeah, yeah you're right actually i didn't consider that That's really cool yeah, I'm glad that it has that. That's a real. That's something that is quite refreshing. Yeah, um, I
0: think it ties in well to those Spielbergian themes of you know in, uh, wonderment in the unknown, mm, in the face of the unknown. Yeah, um, and yeah. the
1: tangible unknown. Know, like, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And
0: there is actually so much to be excited about. Yeah, if you just sort of stopped talking about you know aliens and actually focused
1: on yeah, you know
0: yeah. <laughs> human ingenuity in in years gone by. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah.
1: So the time travel when they once they get there, then what what were your thoughts on in, t- in terms of suspension of disbelief? I mean, to me,
0: okay, this might sound a bit sort of I'm sort of undermining what I've just said, but I actually quite liked that. Did bit. you? Yeah, okay. I thought it was sort of I think I think it was the most ridiculous thing that they've und- they've done. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's some balls on it, I thought. Enough, I just yeah. thought, fucking hell, like, this is stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Like, this is a bit stupid. Yeah, it is. But I like the idea that Indiana Jones meets Archimedes.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he wants to stay, doesn't yeah, he?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it sort of, I, I kind of worried that he would end up staying. Same, yeah. And then Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Socks him one. Socks him one. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It, it sort of was sort of like ballsy and baffling in all the right ways to me. And it felt like a genuine risk. Mm, in a way okay. that a lot of other aspects of the film weren't that risky. Yeah, I think yeah. we talk about Mangold's, you know, sticking to his gun stylistically speaking, but I think thematically speaking, there isn't a great deal of deviation from this idea of remember this, yeah, remember right. this, remember the hat, <laughs> remember the whip, yeah, yeah, We've got gotta know. go here
1: to get this to find this, yeah, and here. Yeah. yeah, like I okay. think yeah.
0: there was just some at least some
1: conviction to be like, no, no, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go back in time then, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was unexpected because I thought they were going to go back to thirty nine. Yeah, I was really I I thought maybe they'd go back to like nineteen thirty nine, but in a different country. When he was talking about continental drift, yeah, and then I was like, oh, hold on a minute, is that the Armada? Like, no, 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 that's even earlier than that. Okay, well, I quite like that. Um, but yeah, for me again, that the suspension of disbelief got really thrown. Um, and that might just be because I spoke to some other people about this earlier today, and they quite enjoyed the time travel sequence as well. So I think I might be alone in saying that I wasn't as keen on it personally. Um, don't know why. Again, just it's just that suspension dis- of disbelief that I wasn't. I just wasn't quite there um, for some reason, and um, it's a shame because a lot of other people spoke quite enthusiastically about it, mm. including yourself. So
0: yeah, you yeah, go. yeah. Just yeah. I mean, get it. I I don't think it's going to stack up against the sort of moments in in the older films that well. um, Yeah. Or in comparison to the older films. Um, And people might say that's unfair, but the film clearly wants you to remember those old films throughout. So I think it is actually a really valid point to do that. Yeah, Um, yeah. But I just, yeah, I admired the the, the ballsiness of it. (laughs) Um, Got a few comments here. Ooh. Um, This was more about... Because obviously the film's not been out that long. So when when we put the poll out, or not the poll, sorry, the question out, just basically saying, you know, are you gonna watch the film or have you watched the film? Have you got thoughts? So a lot of people were sort of talking about wanting to watch the film. Oh, um, right. yeah, yeah. but tempering their expectations. Okay. So yeah. Alfie, obviously for of uh of Cineboy's fame. Yeah. Last on the bloke exploitation episode, listen to that if you haven't already. Yeah. But uh, he said seeing it on Thursday, can't pretend
1: I'm excited as it's been
0: dragged but holding out hope.
1: Ooh, okay. So I think he might enjoy it. I think he might be pleasantly surprised. Who knows? Um, I think by the time this is out, he might have seen it. But um, there we go. Yeah. yeah. Another fellow,
0: Cinderman Lee, saying, probably not. Disney have a way, like Star Wars, to make their films feel average. I can agree with, pretty much across the board, actually, since they've inherited a lot of these... It has been franchises. They've they've really struggled yeah, yeah. to make an impact that hasn't been felt like filmmaking by committee, or at least filmmaking with the intent of making as much
1: fucking money as possible. <laughs> yeah. Very, uh, yeah. In the action, in the action sequences of, Dial of Destiny, sometimes it feels really Disney Disneyfied. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. There's a bit in there's an underwater bit which is like kind of yeah Disney esque. No, the, the, the lack of practical. Stunts in it, although well, there was some. There was a chase scene in Tangiers, which seemed quite tangible. But yeah, the, the, there's a definitely Disney stamp on it in Tangible in Tangiers. Yes, yeah. <laughs> good title for a podcast. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's another one we've got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll record that after this episode. Yeah, we're actually <laughs> sat on the plane to Tangiers. <laughs> yeah, Everyone yeah. else is getting furious. Was going, <laughs> <laughs> um Here's an interesting one. Yeah, Gavin, who's Recommended oh. the um, the Nick Cage podcast. Nick Cage one. Yeah, we will okay. think about that, mate. It's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're just getting the same people commenting, in, but I'm, you <laughs> know, these are all good stuff anyway. Yeah. Uh, he's seeing it this week. I'm just hoping to butcher it by shoehorning in popular ideologies. Okay. Um, it's an it's an interesting question. I'm going to say that uh, I think whilst it's a, obviously a, a good thing that you know, that sort of the more socially conscious attitude towards casting, et cetera, is is good, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we should always be suspicious of huge corporations Mm. um, jumping on the bandwagon and doing things in a way that they think will maximise profit in certain um, groups of
1: people. Yeah, yeah, I I think so. It can feel a bit... uh, I've used this word before. I don't know how... It, prescriptive, would you say? Is, yeah, it, you disingenuous. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, I think it's just this sort of way of saying, no, no, we're listening. So we, you know, you're not necessarily listening by just sort of like cast, just sort of tacking on a random character. Or, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: what what I will say, uh, f- the inclusion of Phoebe Waller-Bridge, sort of a sort of a noted kind of feminist actor, I, I liked her character in it. I didn't think it was a, she was out of place at all. No, I I th- she's great. I mean, yeah. she's fantastic. Fleabag mm.
0: is great. Um, I hear Killing Eve is pretty good. She did a lot of work with that. And, yeah, yeah. Um, so she's clearly got the chops, not only as a performer but as a writer and behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, so she's... she absolutely earns her place in the film, and what levity exists in the film comes through her, and it's not mm. forced or naff So
1: no, no, they take time to really develop her properly. Uh, she doesn't feel shoehorned in at all. She's she's a welcome, a welcome addition. I yeah, thought to it. I think yeah, yeah.
0: yeah it, all, uh, sort of. A significant percentage of the good things in the film come through her, really.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah.
0: So there's, you know, I think we talk about Harrison Ford not necessarily having as much charisma as he once did. Mm. Maybe she sort of carries a bit of that charisma as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but no, it's yeah. an interesting question. It's an interesting point. I think, um, I think, yeah, it's, it's worth sort of being aware of how corporations operate and how mm. they obviously look to maximise profit. Yeah, yeah, um, and they will do that through the guise of. Sort of a social awareness, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, however, you know, I think this film does it well, and when it's or, you know, when it's done well, it's absolutely necessary, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's to set the,
1: to, to the growth of the medium, it's set in the 60s, and it you the casting is largely done based on or done on that basis, if, mm. if that makes sense. So it, it feels like a sort of a genuine kind of 60s setting, mm. you know. <laughs> I think
0: there's even something to be said about the. The re-inclusion of Nazis in the film, yeah, yeah, you know, as quite something, bold, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, just in the sense of you know, this sort of thematic idea about the rise of, you mm. know, troubling contingents, yeah, in, yeah. In, you know, in, in our own history, in our own current history, right now. So there might be something in that.
1: Yeah, well. no, I think yeah. so. Yeah, it's quite a bold move. Yeah, uh, because I mean, even having like a swastika in a film. That's going to be a difficult sign off, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. To even have that emblem, even if even if it's kind of even if it's burning one, <laughs> it's still going to be difficult uh, in in a kind of PG thirteen movie to get that in there. So the fact that they did and the fact that they kind of stayed true to the to the historical context in that respect is is quite commendable. Yeah, mm. yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh,
0: sort of overall. Overall, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was It was fine. fine. It was fine. Wasn't a fine it? film, Lucas... not fine in, in in the sort of old fashioned way of saying a great great. But... No, yeah,
1: it, it, I think I might. You know, it'll be it's forgettable ultimately. Um, Lucasfilm once pioneers have now been overtaken. I think, and they're they're doing too much legacy stuff, and I think that's kind of an issue. That I'd love to see them do something new, but. Um, that they've they did a good job hiring Mangold. I think you know it's a it's a safe pair of hands in this context. Uh, it would have been nice for him to delve a little bit deeper into into his own skill a little bit more as a filmmaker, but um, difficult to do with like an almost three hundred million dollar budget. So fair play.
0: Yeah, I think Disney. I think they have just this habit now of playing everything really safe. Um, I think they want people to bring their reverence for the Star Wars or the Indiana Jones to the table when they watch the film. Yeah, yeah. so they're not gonna. try and damage that too much with any sort of um creative decisions that might push the these beloved characters into new territory yeah no, Um, no. and i think that is inherently a problem yeah um you know i think it speaks more again as we've said fucking so many times on this (laughs) this podcast broadly to the issue that i think um everyone's just playing it safe Yeah, yeah you know even even with the characters that that it wouldn't even destroy the legacy, I don't think, of some Indiana Jones if they just did something really fucking weird with him yeah, in the final yeah. outing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess you know, like uh, the studios that have tried. If you think about the way that the Last Jedi maybe deviated from the model a little bit and was punished, yeah. Or the Eternals in Marvel was yeah, punished. You know, yeah, they they, they hedged their bets with a, a filmmaker that focused on more sort of quietly meditative approach to sort of theme and you know execution narrative execution and that backfired on them so yeah maybe our our, our, our demands aren't sort of in line with those of the mainstream audiences that are going to yeah prop these continue <laughs> to prop these
1: behemoths, behemoths <laughs> up yeah. yeah but
0: i think that's sad i think it's sad i think it's sad that we keep our heads in yeah. these things and don't really yeah, have a hankering for something new mm. or at least something you know Maybe within the same world but different. I don't know. Yeah, new would be better. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we grab our hat and whip and get to the outro? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Questing the cinematic noise. There we have it then. Mm.
0: Indiana Jones ends with a bit of a whimper. Yeah. Not significant enough to really mar the franchise in any meaningful way. But um,
1: no, I got the boxer. I got the first three. That's fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: Yeah. I'll be surprised if I ever see it again, but I won't necessarily begrudge it if I have to. Yeah, yeah, i will be okay. Might get any fan love for it. Yeah,
1: Who yeah. Knows? Who knows?
0: So, next week. Next week. <sighs> we have been asked uh, are we going to do Asteroid City?
1: Okay, by yes. Where uh,
0: a couple of people Wesley on our Wales. Instagram. Where's yeah, Wales I Anderson? <laughs> mm. I think we did dangle that in the end of the black exploitation episode i think we sort of yeah plotted trajectory out, wasn't yeah, yeah yeah plotted <laughs> out in the next films So i think that is what we're going to do. that yeah. is the film we're going to discuss nice asteroid cool. city where's anderson water. seemingly doubling down on the aesthetic mm. that has endeared himself to many and also created probably a growing pool of detractors <laughs> yeah yeah My, myself, myself included. included yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i can see both sides actually. I sort of yeah. sit on the fence. I'm over Switzerland when it comes to Wes Anderson. Oh, really? And oh. that's mood based. If I'm in the right mood for it, I'll be swept up by it, like Moonwise right. Kingdom. I was okay. in the right mood for that, and it absolutely—I just—I fucking ended up adoring it. You oh, know? Okay, yeah. So, yeah. but then Grand Budapest Hotel, I was lukewarm to oh yeah i, I, so, don't, I don't like that film I, so i don't know and i haven't seen french dispatch which i actually definitely will watch before we do the next episode <laughs>
1: i'll try and catch it as well if i can yeah um, i think
0: it'd be good to sort of because i think it, you know he he's really sort of riding high on this style
1: oh he's and, doubling yeah he's doubling down on it he's really um he's gone the opposite in the opposite direction to the way i wanted him to go like i wanted him to make a horror film that's the, that that's would what be cool. I, to do. I would be interested to see a Wes Anderson horror movie. I'd like, yeah, really, really gunning for that because I'd, I'd watch that. I'd probably really enjoy it. But instead, he's gone into a kind of uh, that kind of sipping a tiny cup of tea territory instead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, Wearing an exercise head, well, uh, an exercise headband. A lot of characters seem to wear those for some reason. Yeah, they do. Yeah, Yeah, it's strange, isn't that's it? Bizarre. Whilst drinking tea. Yeah, and yeah, having a sort of monosyllabic exchange that doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah, with and a bright I, blue wall behind them.
1: Yeah, it looks like their top button's done up so tight that they can barely breathe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah oh
1: god, this is good. Basically, this, this, you've already got the tone of next week's episode. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I'm mean, maybe it's because I'm a bit tired, but I'm. I'm- I can't find anything to s- positive to say about him at the moment, and I actually quite like some of his films. Like the Fantastic Mr. Fox was quite good. Yeah, Roll Thunder Bombs. Yeah, I, well, I wasn't too keen on that. Rushmore, I like. Isle of Dogs, I quite enjoyed to an extent. Um, I saw that with you actually. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But many um, moons ago. There we go, yeah. yeah. Well, you never know, uh, by the time we record it, I might have massively warmed to him and might be like, yes. one of his supporters. So Yeah, there, yeah, go. there
0: mm-hmm. we go. Might be a little bit of a longer break than usual as you're on holiday, you lucky bastard. Yeah, yeah. So enjoy that. But um, in the meantime, enjoy 22 episodes.
1: Yes, 22. Yeah. Half of 50. <laughs> 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 oh. All the best.
0: Love you lots. See you later. Keep the messages coming in. Bye-bye. Bye.